Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 66, and I'm joined by director Jim Morrison, who made a feature a couple years ago called Ghosts with Shit Jobs. But he's most well known for a TV show that I worked on many, many years ago called You Gotta Eat Here. Also, returning guest Jessica Greco, who's an actor who you've seen on uh, shows like People of Earth, movies like Anti-Birth, The Animal Project, and who has a short that she wrote and produced and stars in called Jessica Jessica that is just sweeping up the festival circuit right now. So if you're at a festival and you see it playing, get your ass to it. Anyway, we all sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Airplane with an exclamation mark. I'm Jeremy. I have not seen the film. I have a mouthful of popcorn. I'm Jessica, and I have not seen the film. Uh, I'm Jim, and I have seen the film, but I was maybe eight when I saw it. So you don't remember much? So no, not recently. Not much. I, I, well, I remember maybe a couple of gags that were um, a little too old for me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, because now I rewatch a lot of stuff with my, with my son now, and some stuff just flies over his head. But not as much as I would like to. Mm. Uh, he, he, he picks up way more than he, than he doesn't. All the drug and sex references he gets, but the politics yes. goes the right politics over his head. The politics goes right over his head. Uh, oh, fun. So what... I want to ask what you know, but I almost don't want to know what you know. I can't spoil anything. No, I have a mouthful of popcorn. Perfect. Yeah. I don't remember well enough to uh, spoil anything, but I do remember I was in grade four or five, and we didn't have a TV when I was growing up. So we were always allowed to rent a TV and videos for birthdays. My wife did that. Her family didn't have a TV, too. They used to rent a VCR and a TV. That's exactly what we did. We had giant laser discs, and Airplane was one of the ones that we... Airplane, Monty Python, and often, like, Three Stooges. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. See, my kid's spoiled. He has a screening room he has access to. My kid's spoiled to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him be an asshole, Jared. That's true. It's, it's a little late for that. He's nine. No, I'm kidding. He's, he's wonderful most of the time. Uh, well, they're supposed to be ca- start becoming kind of assholes at that age, right? They're, they're growing into their own skin. I hope not. I, I've got a three-year-old, so I hope... Well, I was talking about... A, I mean, this is a complete sidebar, but I was talking to another a friend who has a nine-year-old today, and we're like, it's kind of nine is the new 12. They're starting to become teenagers earlier. Like sassy? Mm-hmm. Sassy. Yeah. Super sassy. But mm. so... And he wants to watch everything that I watch, too. Of course. Right? So I'm like, I don't think you can watch Airplane, but maybe you can. I'm sure I would have watched it when I was eight. I'm, su- I'm surprised I didn't. Because my parents certainly didn't filter anything um, for me. And now you're a cinephile. Now I'm a cinephile. Yeah, but I remember watching Lethal Weapon and being like, why did that girl jump from the building? That was one of the How ones... How come she's not in any of the rest of the movie? Uh, was the Eddie Murphy one? 48 Hours? Uh, no, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. That was one I was definitely not allowed to watch, but uh, snuck into my grandparents' place and watched it anyway. Well, that's just it. If we were told we couldn't watch something, yeah. <laughs> we just found a way to watch it anyway. And then horrified by the blood at the end of it when, when Eddie Murphy gets shot. This is blood Spoiler! <laughs> I haven't seen that either! Oh, I didn't say whether or not he made it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There's a sequel. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, yeah, so I guess what do you know about Airplane? 
Watch the the other version. I know that the poster is the picture of an airplane tied in a knot. Yeah. So I expect that to happen by the third act. And I know that Leslie Nielsen is in it. Yep. These are the things I also know. And I I feel like the, anything else I know is actually knowledge of Naked Gun that is filtering into Airplane. Mm. Do you know it was Leslie Nielsen's first comedy? I did Because he know wanted that. to be a serious actor. And he oh. was always scared to do comedy. I knew that at some point, but I, did, I forgot it was this was his first one. Yeah, there's like four or five actors in it that were all serious, um, serious actors, and it was their first um, comedic attempt. Oh, amazing! Yeah. And who directed it? It was directed by three guys. Who were what? The Zucker Brothers. That's unusual. Yeah, there's, there's three three guys that were all doing sketch sketch writing, and then also to, so they wrote and directed it. Okay. They go by ZAC. Uh, it was the Zucker Brothers. So it was D- uh, David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrams. Was the third, mm-hmm. uh, and they also wrote it together. All right, team. Oh, I'd be curious to know how they collaborated on the floor and stuff. One watched the monitor, and the other two uh, directed the action. So I was just checking to make sure that everything looked good on the monitor. Oh wow, that's the job I'd want. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing good, guys. Yeah, the one with the chair. <laughs> Real great. And what would you do? Uh, but did he have to say if he didn't like something? Uh, maybe we should do that one again. <laughs> <laughs> great job, Jim. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> Do you need anything? What do you want different? I, I don't know. I don't know, but you guys Let's decide that. Happens. Let's just see what happens. Just, just don't do it like you did last time, because last time sucked. That's how I direct sometimes. I'm like, you and you are good. Everyone that was good in the last take step forward. You, not so fast. Except for one of you. You're the reason we're going again, Jessica. That's usually how That's it goes. That's your shame. That's my, my public shame. Not even yeah. my private shame. Exactly. Uh, great. Yeah, so I, that's interesting. I knew that. I, oh, and I'll, I know like one or two of the jokes just from having seen clips on stuff, which I won't spoil for Jessica. No, I'm a very active watcher, so don't don't ruin it for yourself. I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, and I know that it was like a blockbuster colossal hit. Mm-hmm. It was. It's one of those seminal comedies of the '80s, which which I'm surprised I haven't seen. Uh, but I'm so excited to watch it now. Can we get a year What's check? A, a year check? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe 1980. Like right on the nose. Okay. Right on the nose. I think it was made for like three or four million bucks and did like 85 million dollars. Something abs- absurd for the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a colossal giant hit. And I was saying to Justin Chicati, we were talking about. She was asking how the Caddyshack screening went. So if you haven't uh, listened to that episode yet, that's the episode that came on just before this one. And uh, I was just explaining how, you know, you have to understand when you were sitting down to watch an 80s comedy that there's going to probably be a little or a lot of misogyny, uh, racism, and a little homophobia. If not all three, there will be at least one of those three things. I feel like that's the disclaimer on films like before 2014. Sure, <laughs> there, there's that in storylines in general, yeah. but in comedy particularly, not only does it is it there, they're making fun of it. Like right. they're, it's hilarious to make make talk about someone that's not masculine, you know, in a way. It's just it's just considered throwaway, right? Which is what's more interesting. There's just you know, I expect to sit there going, ooh, a fair amount, <laughs> and when I don't, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. So that was allowed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So, so anyway. we've set the bar now. I'm just I'm just getting you ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I want you to let's be see friends. what happens. Yeah. And that way, if it's only a little racist, sexist, or homophobic, you'll be so pleased. 
that it wasn't completely. Yeah, that's how I work. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we set a standard. All right. So should we just dive in? Yeah, let's watch it. Let's do it. We're eating all the popcorn. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. We just finished. And. I really liked it. You thought, uh, when you, uh, Jessica, left us for a brief moment, um, and you said, Jim, that it, you thought a lot of your memories of it were actually from Airplane 2. Yeah, because we would have rented them around the same time, because when this movie came out, I would have been four. Right. So it was probably on the same birthday that we rented them when I was eight or nine. And watched them back to back. Yeah, for sure. We had nine movies that we all watched in, in, in one night kind of thing. And I'm sure um, there were some jokes that I was expecting in this that weren't in this. Yeah. Was this is the sequel the same thing as All One Flight? I think so. Is it a lot of the same cast or any of the same cast? A lot cast? of the same cast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all having to be on the same plane again. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, I Here's what I really, really enjoyed about it was I'm so used to watching movies uh, from this period that I haven't seen before and being like, oh... Maybe I would have a really have a fondness for an appreciation for it if I hadn't seen it when I was young, mm. because I find like the date the jokes are so dated, or they're trying to be edgy and out there, but they're not. Where I sat back going, "Holy shit!" They're doing a joke about in the first half an hour. There's a, an abortion joke. That's in the first like thirty seconds. That's like the opening gag. Yeah, yeah. is uh, is this great bit that's. Like the intercom people at the airport fighting over the the white zone, mm-hmm. which he uses as a metaphor for abortion, which comes out of left field. Totally. I don't know what I'd have to re-listen to that whole conversation <laughs> to figure out what the fuck they're talking about. It's great. It's a couple. They're a couple. They're a couple, and and he wants her to get an abortion. And then there's this amazing, and by amazing I mean terrible pedophile gag. Yeah. That's going yeah, on. Totally out of line by today's standards. It just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> And doesn't follow through either. Uh, and then doesn't follow through. No, then the guy gets sick, and you, know, you don't see him again after that. But 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 he makes. But it's almost like what's interesting about it is that it almost feels like it felt like a pedophile joke, and then it felt like oh, this guy's just really inappropriate around kids. Because at first, because then he mentions a Turkish pr- prison. Yeah. And so it's just. I think there's some racist pedophilia joke yeah, tied into that yeah. that I don't get. Yeah. It's sodomy. It was a, it it's was, a general sodomy joke. Yeah, it was the same with the gladiator reference that he made. Yeah, and at one point, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar tries to protect the kid, and then just goes, meh. And then he gives up once <laughs> the kid knows that. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but trying to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah, Murdoch. 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 Ro- yeah. Ro- Ro- was it Roger? Ro- Ro- Roger. Roger. They Roger. had that joke where Roger. one of them's Roger, one of Vector, them's Vector. Vector, Vector, and... Uh, Vector, Vector. Vector, Victor, uh, Roger, Roger, and... Over, over. Was it over, over? His last name was Over. Was it? Captain yeah. Over? But, and what I really liked about it was this blend... I mean, I appreciate a good dumb joke mm-hmm. as much as the next person, but I, I have a dark, dark sense of humor, and so the running gag of people killing themselves over listening to this story from the, 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 our main, <laughs> our, our hero, as, as it is, it was amazing to me. <laughs> I love that. I just thought that like, it's so dark and wonderful uh, because it is so cheesy and over top all these these stories he tells mm-hmm. that 
Um, I don't know. There's something just wonderful inside of those sequences, but when you come out of it to an old lady having killed herself, amazing. But, but, but even some of the... She hung death. herself in an airplane. <laughs> That's the best part. But then it's the subsequent ones were all racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But it didn't start racist, <laughs> but that's where it goes. What was the... There's this magazine rack at the airport that was just full of... Whacking material. Yeah. Whacking material. fiction, non-fiction, and whacking material. And one was just boxed lunch. Boxed lunch. And it had a naked lady on the front. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I, could just, I could just keep on laundry listing the jokes. Maybe we should have a more constructive conversation. I, I, I feels to me a lot like a 30 Rock in terms of jokes per minute. Mm. Like visual gags, play on words. Like it's just joke after joke a lot after of joke. Variety. Yeah. yeah, and they're stacked. So by the t- if you don't like the last one, don't worry. Another one's coming along in about 15 seconds. And speaking of stacked, Ayo. there's some pretty amazing, terrible brush jokes in there. Uh, they're, just, they're just pretty standard. There's really not. But there's the one. There's almost a respect I have for the one where it's just like the, the woman just literally jumps in front of the camera and starts shaking her breasts. <laughs> it's like, that's clearly just... What bothered me more about that was that the, she was directly by, followed by some weird, greasy, sweaty guy who had his hands up. Like kind of like I missed that. Oh I missed that Yeah yeah He was like looking around Sort of freaked out Clearly Gemini's eyes Were somewhere else Cause it's just a, like, You don't see her processing. face You just see like Her body like shaking She's like Ah And runs away And then there's this Creepy dude That immediately enters the frame Like chasing her I need yeah. to watch that scene again Because I totally missed that I missed that guy It's a, it's a subtle chase But he's a gross Like and his hands are up There's that And there's the jello one the jello boob yeah. shaking joke. There's just all kinds Which of Which all I could think about was like, I'm like, there's, I appreciate the, the visual humor in that, but then I also went, ugh, they had to cast that. Mm. They had to. <laughs> it's probably the same woman. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, she probably didn't have a problem. But we never saw her face. Never saw her it was face. 1980s Hollywood, though. How yeah. hard would it be to cast that? It's fair. And also, like, <laughs> let's not assume she didn't have a problem with it. You started to be like, I'm sure she didn't have a problem with it. Well, that's she didn't just... show her face, so yeah, at least that's, I don't think I don't think the directors wanted her to show her face. I think she was literally just just a pair of tits. Yeah, <laughs> just, she was literally just a pair of tits. Yeah. I hope that's her credit in the movie. Just a pair of tits. We, we didn't look it up. <laughs> we can't look to the internet. JPT. Uh, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna look that up. <laughs> what? What? Does just oh, did he ever have a proper drink? No, no. Yeah, that was his uh, what a missed opportunity. I wanted him to take a shot of something, of alcohol, before he flew the well, plane. Well, the, right. the, the other captain was going to buy him a drink, remember? He said, I'm going to buy you a drink. Okay, I guess they played up on that. Yeah, that drinking problem gag was great. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that my, might be my favorite It gag. surprised me every time. Yeah. <laughs> every time. That and my, one of my other favorite running gags was, they'd say something, and they'd say it again, what is it? And then they'd, it was something like the joke would be like, yeah. I went to the hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a, b- a building where people help people in medical ways. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's totally going to work its way into my yeah. repertoire. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have to put that in something. What a great that. running gag. And again, every time it caught me. Yeah. Because it's such a great play on just a common phrase. Like, like the, the, the intel- level of intelligence of stupid jokes is really mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. Um... And just the plan words in that in that regard was really it really impressed me how I can watch this movie almost forty years after it first came out um, and be impressed by the level of jokes in some areas. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that there, I think I found it funnier than I was anticipating. Yeah, same here. I was expecting to be like, oh, I can see how in the 80s that was funny. Right. Yeah. Uh, and some of it was just me going, I can't believe they did that in the 80s. <laughs> uh, but just in the sense that it's, it's like that, especially, but it's also, we're in this weird time in, in comedy right now um, where everyone's offended by everything. And you can't do anything because you might offend somebody. Everyone's terrified of offending people. You, do you find that? You were in a sketch troupe, I don't yes. find that. But we have a really, like, clear mandate on that. So that if, because there's five of us, if one of us finds it offensive, we either rework the joke or we pull it. Because our theory for that is, is if one out of the five of us find it offensive, then that means that 20% of our audience is going to find it offensive. Mm. And we should be able to be smarter than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the belief that it's like, I'm never setting out to deliberately offend anybody. Uh, but I don't give a fuck if I do. I think it depends on what the joke is, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's like, is the joke a smart joke? Is the joke aimed at taking a shot at someone who like, Are you trying to be offensive? Yeah, are you trying yeah. to be offensive or are you picking on someone who doesn't need to be picked on? Like, what's the, what is the joke? Yeah. Um, but that's a weird line because it's like, how do you tell jokes without picking on something? Well, you pick on, like, it's that thing of, like, pick on someone your own size. Like, if, you're, if what you're going after in the joke is smart or says something yeah. or, you know, is built on the back of someone who can take it. That's different than going after, like, you know, someone who's disenfranchised or is, um, a, you know, an obvious minority in some way. Right. That's the low-hanging fruit that you try we, to We always said when we played pickup ball when I was a kid, you were only allowed to trash talk if you were coming from behind. Like... If you were the yes. infinitely better yes. player, you couldn't trash talk yeah. the kids that didn't play as well. Because yeah. that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But if you were, like, scrappy Agreed. and little, you're like, yeah, I could take you. The guy's, like, nine feet tall. You know? <laughs> then you can talk smack. Totally. Because yeah. that's your game. <laughs> we literally had, like, my, I coach a baseball team. We literally had that conversation today because our team is doing exceptionally well this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this team we're playing next week that hasn't won a single game. Mm. We've won pretty much all of our games. And my son was just like, I feel really bad for them. I said, you should throw, are you gonna, are you gonna said, throw the game. I said, you should throw the game. We should throw the game. He's like, no. So why would we do that? I was like, that'll make them feel really, really good. He's like, no, we just won't talk smack to them. Hey, uh, that's that's the move. And that's true. It won't make them feel good to throw the game. <laughs> be like, yeah. oh, oops, guys, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I like then what you what, you. what are you teaching you? I wasn't gonna let them. I know. I knew that kid would never throw a game. I just wanted to see if he would consider it. How and old are the these? These they're nine. Oh, like okay, eight and nine. Okay, these I are the terrible assholes we were talking about. No, yeah, these are, these are the kind of kids that go from smack talking another team to crying if they lose sometimes. Right. That's the age. That's the age. It's amazing. Yeah. They go from like super cocky to just they Devastate. want their parents to console them, dissolving in tears. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I mean, obviously there's, so, there's just, you know, there's tons of problems with the movie by today's standards. I, obviously, like that's kind of goes with Continue. But, but I did, but I did like it. Like there were definitely, if you, if you can look at it through the lens of understanding that like, this is going to be terrible from a politically correct standpoint. But the interesting thing is that they kind of go after everybody. Oh, and, that, and that's they, what makes it fair game. Like they're. And that's what I thought was great. And that's, I think, the other rule in comedy is, like, you can make fun of anybody as long as you make fun of everybody. Everybody, yeah. You know, as yeah. long as you're not, like, sparing, you know, the, the white people or any other group. You know, as long as you're, everyone is fair game. 360. But that's, and that's <laughs> what I believe, terrible. too, is, like, everyone can be, if, yeah, as long as everyone's being made fun of, anyone can be made fun of. 
Um, and they don't really spare anyone that I can think of. No, not really. Yeah. That automatic pilot was handsy. That automatic pilot bit. <laughs> you did not like the automatic pilot bit. I did not like bit. the automatic pilot bit, no. You know, I, like the, I know it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, all, I'm way ahead of this joke. It is not surprising me. I am not, I am not, oh wow, how did they think of this? No, no. no first no, of no, all, no. it's a blow-up doll. Yeah, first of all, it's a blow-up doll, but she blows. I wasn't, I like the cigarette bit, even though my brain went, that's going to catch something on fire. And you oh just, yeah, all of yeah. that. But the part I wasn't expecting was later on when they when he threw him out and he <laughs> they somehow raided the doll to grab her boobs from, from behind and cupping her. That was the next level of that joke that I uh, I hated and appreciated at the same time. Like totally not necessary, but maybe very clever. <laughs> well, and let's talk about the, but what I loved about the automatic pilot gag from the outset was just you know. Someone had to make that. Someone had to rig that. Yeah. I just loved like the level of effort that went into the, the physicalness of the joke. I love all the practical jokes. Yeah. I love that they're just really obvious, physical, practical jokes. Well, there's the one giant airplane that comes Yeah, that opens the, the movie. Yeah. The level of that, like, they build a wall, and Jessica said, they built an airplane. I was like, well, yeah. they probably just use a real airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, because if they use a real airplane, that means they have to shoot that on the tarmac. Like, they have to shoot that somewhere that a giant jumbo jet can drive through. Well, literally, all you saw was a wall. They could have built that outside. Yeah. But they built the nose of the plane, or the, yeah. Either way. Either way, it's a large-scale joke. It's a huge joke. It's great. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's like a two-story gag. But um bump It's great. That was really well done. Uh, but they don't really... That's almost the peak for those big jo- a big joke like that, though. Mm-hmm. I guess at the end, they the plane falls on its wheels. It's not really a joke. It's just more danger. Yeah. Uh... But that's the biggest set piece joke in terms of that costs some money to do. Well, everything else takes place in a plane. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, but that's the smart way to do it. Like, get it out in the first ten minutes. Totally. I, I liked that they did. They were unapologetic about showing wires yeah. or, like, how things were, were set up. You know, it's like, if you look, you don't even have to look that hard. You're like, yeah. okay, that's how that guy's flying. That's how that guy's getting stabbed. Yeah. You know, that was, that was very fun. And I wonder if that was on purpose. You're like, well, we can't make this look amazing. So let's just let it be what it is. Yeah, or they didn't have the technology to. They, they weren't painting stuff out at that point. In time. Sure. <laughs> uh, but that guy gets stabbed in the back, and you can clearly you see, see the there's, block. There's a block in his back. <laughs> oh, I just he that which he I'm was, sure at eight I never noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was wearing. I didn't really notice it that much. Really? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Notice. It looked like a phone book in his yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. You know did. why? Because I was having such a fun time watching. His hand movements, arm mm. movements. That she was mimicking? Yeah. My eyes were where they were supposed to be as an audience <laughs> Where the joke member. was? Yeah. I like that they keep going back to the plane to show us that it's in terrible weather and it's clearly just like a model plane that someone's got like on a string that they're shaking. What? Like a, like a marionette with like two lights on it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, the Jaws parody at the yeah. very top yeah. of the... The sharks, the planes to the sky. Because this has got to be an homage to like seventies disaster movies. Like that's it, it's got to be a parody of of those. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I think there was a couple of big airplane um, disaster films in the mid seventies. There must have been. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised Leslie Nielsen became a big star off of this movie. He's kind. Of, what's great? Did about a sequel. <laughs> Oh, is that what it? Sorry, I didn't see the and then sequel. You did Naked Gun. I'm so sorry. Well, the Naked Gun series makes more sense, but like, I he's not like a standout in this for me at all. 
You know what? I think because he came, he was probably surprised. What, what's great about Leslie Nielsen in this is that he come. We, the movie was going far enough along where I kind of forgot. I kept on waiting to see when he was going to show up, and then forgot about it because yeah. he hadn't come in for a while. But I can see how he was a standout in this, because you're not expecting it. Yeah, and he hadn't done comedy before, so yeah, he, like he plays all of his jokes straight. So well, everyone you know? does, and that's yeah. why they work. Yeah. A lot of them work, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have a flawless moment. I mean, he's doing everything so deadpan, mm-hmm. but he's committing a hundred percent to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what's great about the whole movie is like everyone is committing a hundred percent to making the same thing. You know, super fun. Yeah, super fun. The uh, and even like. The whole jive talk thing didn't feel as racist as it could have. <laughs> that, 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 I'm a white person saying this. I don't this, know what so. that statement means. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have been so much more racist. Well, I just felt like they could have went way more tropey with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like they were just doing a, a joke on on slang. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I agree with that. Uh, there were def- I was definitely afraid... For where that was going, yeah. <laughs> oh, same. That's why I was like, oh, they're yeah. gonna, like, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like they're parodying like black culture. So oh no, they of, were definitely parodying. No, but not in the culture. sense that they weren't going for like super racist tropes in terms of. I don't want to start saying things. Please don't make me say things. No one's making uh, you. No, but you know what I mean. But I, I just felt what like do you really mean. <laughs> let's no get away with the making But anyway, I just to button this, then we can move right the fuck on. Uh, I was just expecting it to go far worse into mm. something completely egregious. Yeah, and and it, and it just kind of coasted at this level that felt like they were in on it. Um, I don't know. I think like I, I mean, I'm feeling terrible now. Yeah, saying all this. <laughs> I, I think the I think like we said earlier, the, the movie satirizes everyone, um, uh, and. So no one sort of escapes being poked at. Yeah. I wanted more of the woman narrating inside of her head about her husband, Jim, and the stuff he did. Yeah, where was that mm-hmm. going? It's, they just did it twice. It was missing the, th- the third one. Yeah. It was just, I, I was well, expecting a payoff from that. Well, the joke was just the simpleness to the... I was hoping he would die, and it says, Well, that's odd. Jim never dies that's at home. home. <laughs> yeah. It was set up for that sort of heightening. Yeah. Which is why I was actually really disappointed in the joke that it ended on. Which was, you know, stop freaking out, stop freaking out, and someone comes over and, like, slaps her and tells her to calm down, and then people just systematically line up to, like, shake her, slap her. One woman had a gun, and then after that, there was a baseball bat. It's like, so they're just gonna beat her corpse? Or are they gonna not shoot her dead? They were gonna pistol whip her. (laughs) Oh. There was a crowbar, there was, like, all kinds of, there was boxing gloves, and they're, like, doing, like, this stuff as they walk up. I'm like, this is (laughs) terrible. (laughs) And we're just like, oh, well, and we pan off from that. <laughs> yeah. But it was, again, equal opportunity. The nun got in on it. That's not how equal opportunity works. <laughs> sure is. Everyone got to beat up the one woman who was getting beaten up. No. Isn't was, that how that works? No, that's not oh. how it works. I'm gonna, I, I think everybody's Google. supposed to get beaten up. Yeah. That's, oh. Yeah. That's, that's. <laughs> well, they did have the one fight scene where the, 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 there was a like swashbuckling. They did. Oh, with the two, um. Girl Scouts? Oh, oh no, no, you're talking about no, the plane. There was yeah. a when, yeah. when things were going right, right. when they realized. Yeah, the Girl Scout fight sequence went on for a really Ever. long time. <laughs> that was pretty great, though. And it punctuated the end of that scene, which yeah. is great. The body yeah. just falls from the sky. <laughs> Although they didn't go back, I was hoping. They, they came back in the middle of the movie. I was hoping the movie would end with going back to that 
cab again to see how high the fare had hiked. Mm. It was at 11000 when we last left. Yeah, it was 11, super 000? high. I thought it was $113. I no, saw 11600 I didn't notice the decimal point. You could, I, uh, either of you could be right. It was a lot. <laughs> a lot of money. Do you want us especially to shake up the a number? Should we put somewhere that, yeah, especially for the eight? <laughs> Just pick something in the rent middle? Yeah, sure. $1,000! <laughs> and I didn't almost figure out the inflation. I had to figure out the inflation for Caddyshack the other day because there's a, a money reference to that. Well, because I saw 113 bucks or whatever, so I'm like, that's actually not that bad of... That's actually not that bad of an amount. Just for sitting, yeah. 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 Drive all the way to the airport. Like Exactly. 100 bucks to go to the airport from here. Was that supposed to be LAX? It's supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, they mentioned a couple times it was LAX. They were yeah. from LA to Chicago. Doesn't look like LAX. I don't know well, how they got from the now. Hoover Dam to Chicago in yeah, two hours. That was, that was what <laughs> I kept thinking. That's exactly <laughs> Like, they are taking a real scenic route. Totally. Whoa, and now they're moving real fast. <laughs> well, the one thing that I actually recognize from LAX... Um, are the and people trying tiles? to sell you stuff? <laughs> The tiles. Yeah, the tiles on the wall are still there. Yeah, and they're in Jackie Brown. Uh-huh. The, those yellow tiles. That's the the one thing that... Maybe there's more than one color that you notice. But the ones that specifically I noticed, there's that, that one shot in Jackie Brown where she's on the uh, the people mover. Right. And it's just holding on her mm-hmm. and the tiles in the background. Yeah. And that's what made me link LAX. Um, but I've been never seen that inside of LAX. I have. Really? Where is it? Yeah. Uh, I want to say Terminal 6. Okay. And it's in one of the underground uh, passages, if we're talking about the same one. Now I know. Yeah. I liked all the visual sight. I liked the press court coming in and at the end being like, take some pictures, boys, and they all run over to the wall and like pull the pictures off the wall. Yeah, all the literal jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. an ice cream cone that came up in the the microphones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, a lot of subtle jokes like that, too, that we kind of had to watch for it. Super fun. Like... It wasn't like a one-note kind of, we're just no. doing this style of comedy. It was like, no, it was all over the place. There's, there's slapstick, there's farce. It didn't it, feel really mean-spirited either, which I think it was also kind of my fear. Yeah, and that's what I meant by, not to, I can't believe I'm coming back to this. And that's I can't what I meant by the boomerang. No, 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 but that's what I meant by, it didn't feel like they were trying to viciously attack. Anyway, yeah. I'm stopping myself. Uh, yes, but I think so too, and that's what I really enjoyed about it too, that I felt like they really went, they pushed a lot of stuff, mm. but not in a way that felt like they were trying to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it felt like the kind of thing that if you were, if the joke was being made about you, you could laugh at it, as opposed to going, oh, you're an asshole, you know, mm. where I think there's a lot of humor out there that's just that, there's just people mocking other people and, and you not being able to take the joke because it's, it tells in a way that's not inclusive of you. Mm. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else? And you said it was like a three, four million dollar budget. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can see that because there's some big stuff. Like there's the stuff with the plane crashes yeah. at the end. There's the, the plane going through the thing at the beginning. So you can see how they just went, here's our big things that are going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. And then everything else is just going to be on a, on a set. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be tiny set. Tiny, tiny set, and we block shoot yep. the cabin, we block shoot the, um, where the people sit. I the found horse those in the, the, the horse horse, in the bed. Oh, the horse in the bed. A lot of animals. There was a vulture, there was a horse, there was an elephant. Totally. For a movie called Airplane, it was very busy. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got to get out of the airplane. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so, but the vulture was in the airplane. That's true. But not the horse. The horse that was the in horse. bed with the woman. How'd they get a horse in a bed? And it looks like it's in a room, but it's obviously not, right? It's a swing set they put somewhere. 
Well, all you see is like that part of the that room. That corner. Yeah, so yeah. they could be in a stable for all we know. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, but that's... What are, and that's the kind of thing that I'm sure as a kid you go, Oh, that's so funny, She's, there's it, a horse in that bed. It's just absurd. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. It's like, what a, what a kooky lady. <laughs> so weird. I want to sleep with a horse. <laughs> I just assumed it was a Godfather reference. I thought it was a bit of a like. No, that was just pure bestiality. Oh, okay. I thought it was a Mr. Ed reference. But that's just because I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was I really like that we all take different things away from this. And I'm really sad that I'm the one that went bestiality. <laughs> Clearly, this is about horse fucking. <laughs> Tell us more. Tell us more. It about was what, in bed. Tell us, tell us more about what you saw in the she film, She made Jack. an innuendo about something that was very sexually related. I'm also the wrong person to not read sex and everything, so there's it's also true. that. It's true. It's not fair. Uh, what Check else? out Jared's filmography. It's true. It's not. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short stop on the sex train. Yeah, I really, I, I'm, I'm glad. This is this was like one of my huge black holes, especially in comedy. Mm. So. Yeah, it feels like a pretty seminal film for a lot of people. I've heard it be sort of referenced as as people's sort of blueprint in terms of comedy. This is definitely one I get shamed for when I say I haven't really? seen it. Yeah. If uh, this was made today, how much of it do you think would have to change? In terms of updating it. Uh, oh, God. Well, they, they it's so interesting. What, what the movie doesn't have... Is any terrorism bits, which you would one hundred percent have something with that now? Well, that I mean that that was my first inclination when we saw the um, Hare Krishna guy, Hare Krishna guys. I was like, they're oh, gonna be the bombers. They're, they're gonna be the bombers. Yeah, because yeah. that's actually. But no, there's. I don't know. If that's funny enough. Passengers gym. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> they were just people. Oh God! I thought the white guys were the bombers. I'm a bigot. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't get over how much the white people looked the same. Like Leslie Nielsen and the captain are the same height, same build, same hair color, same haircut. Mm. And then the two guys back on the ground, uh, the 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 captain who didn't want to help him land, and the, oh, Lloyd, the constantly smoking Lloyd, Lloyd Bridges, Bridges and Richard. Stack. Yeah, they they both both they were both playing the same character. Like these two sets on different ends of it were playing the same character. Are you saying all white people look alike? No, just white. You're allowed. She can say that. <laughs> no, oh, just white men. Yeah. yeah, no. She's a ginger. She can get away with a like, lot. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But they really. It was interesting to me because what I kept thinking was, if it was two women, I doubt they would have cast women that looked so similar. Yeah, it's true. No, no, no. It's true. At least with uh, with um, uh, Lloyd Bridges versus Robert Stack, you've got like Robert Stack's voice is so specific. But even Lloyd Bridges has kind of a great voice too. Like they're the same type of. They either one of them could have swapped roles at any point, and you wouldn't have. Oh, I don't know about that. Really? You don't think so? I agree with the visual. Yeah. But I think just, like, there's such a different energy. Yeah. That I, I don't think they're... And I think that's the only way you get away with it. Again, that one great little visual joke of uh, Lloyd Bridges smoking and then pulling back and you see that photo. Him. It's the exact, the exact same, same pose. It's amazing. And, and Warren Robert Stack, I love the bit when he's talking to him on the intercom and he forgets to turn it off. And he's like, I gotta cut this guy's... You go up, and then he starts shitting on him right away, thinking that he's not listening. I love the simpleness of oh, I like the, the ease of that joke. I like the two of them, Bridges and Stack, talking on the phone, but you don't know they're talking to each other till the pan the pan goes across one, and he sort of yells something and hangs up, and then to the next desk where you see that he was actually talking to someone two feet away. 
Yeah, I love the gag when um, our, our hero pilot who has to co comes into the cockpit for the first time and looks over the panel and he's overwhelmed because it just it just it shows the panel then it keeps on panning for a good minute. Yeah, yeah. Under, it gets like, blurrier. It's like a football field long panel. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, so it's just uh -huh. dials and buttons. So there's, I mean, there's two reasons that I love it because what a great visual gag and someone had to build that. Yeah, uh, but I also love it's like that's actually like an emotional beat. Like that's what. I can I can take that away from going. That's how he feels. He feels yeah. like yep. it could be. It might as well be this many buttons. Sure. Because I can't handle this. Is the microphone powerful enough to pick up my stomach grumbling? Yes. Good. You're welcome, listeners. Um, well, and now, if it's not, they'll still know about it. <laughs> courtesy of your. We had so many snacks. Sure. Um. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Who was the leading lady? I've seen her in a million things before. Yeah, well, she's like a seminal 80s lady who I'm not... She's, I, she's had a... I mean, what I know her from is sort of current sitcom momdom or best friendum or... She's sort of the Julie soft, Haggerty. She's the soft-spoken mother of somebody. I think she was the mom on... Um, was it How I Met Your Mother? She was in Pretty Got Fingered. Oh, oh she's in uh, Grace and Frankie. She's in so many things. Yeah, I'm sure she's got oh, she only did one episode hundreds, of hundreds of credits, but I've seen her forever. It was um, Maybe this was her sort of introducing. She did a New Girl episode. Yeah, she's just like kind of... She works a ton. One, yeah, she's just one of those actresses that works nonstop, but I don't think ever became... You know, she's kind of a, a character actor. Mm. Um, you know, I think she probably had a blip in the 80s and then just kind of coasted through the... Yeah, she works nonstop, but uh, all in just kind of. She's still working. She's still working. Yeah, she's still around. She's got two upcoming projects, guys. Look out! Whoa! Yeah, she's doing well. Julie Haggerty is doing just fine. <laughs> Don't worry about Julie Haggerty. She's good. <laughs> the uh, the woman who only showed her breasts, however, her career just fumbled to shit. Little do we know, it's Meryl Streep. Like we don't. <laughs> oh my know. god. It it's probably Betty White. Oh god, I hope it's Betty White. <laughs> that would be amazing. They there's like what? Share, Jay. Sorry, I'm looking up I'm just looking uh on the internet. Uh do you know the name of the automatic pilot? Uh yeah, auto? they auto. Good for you. He got a credit at the end. O introducing T -T auto, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has other credits in other pilot. movies. Things. What? That's what more shocked me. He has his own page. Like he's listed as an actor in it. What? Uh, airplane, multiple airplane things, but also there's quite a few. It's great. I'll let you look at it up later. That'll be fun for whoever uh, wants to deep dive in the internet. It's not a ton of credits, but it's enough. It's it's a myth. It's an episode of Mythbusters. It's enough for an inflatable. Doll. He's an airplane, and he's credited as himself in an episode of MythBusters. That's amazing. Now I got to track down that MythBusters episode. He's a sad card, then. I got to check. I got to check that out. Autopilot. <gasps> what? Who is Gunderson? Jonathan Banks is in the movie. Did you know that? No. It says as you know Jonathan Banks is right. Yeah. Uh, as Gunderson. I don't remember who Gunderson was. Gunderson. Oh, I wish I would have known that. He, I saw him in something else recently when he was much younger, and it took me a second to realize it was him. 
Uh, oh, the Ethel Merman joke was amazing. Oh my god. That was hysterical. Oh my god. <laughs> she, she thinks he's Ethel Merman. And then it is Ethel Merman. And then it is Ethel Merman doing a full number. Jumping up, jazz hands. And then, it just, and then she's drugged and tranked and put back in bed. Yeah. And then it just cuts back to him saying, war is hell. War is hell. It's great. <laughs> and the person, and then you think he's doing a painting from like a memory of war. And then it's a self-portrait of someone. But like uh, someone is doing a yoga pose and fatigues with their leg behind their head while carrying a baby yeah. that's upside down in front of a chopper that's exploding. The only thing that made me sad about that was that it wasn't a real baby. That was... <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that made you sad about that. Felt like they really phoned that joke in, guys. It's yeah. true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so talk about like your me- like what what you did remember as a, as a child. Um, I remembered uh, how profusely he was sweating. Mm-hmm. I remembered there being more uh, boob gags. Um, but I think that's from your plan too. But that's what you remember when you're uh, nine. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and this one, there was definitely a lot more uh, little things that I would that would have just gone over my head as a kid. Like we're talking about the console, for example, that you know was super long as we pan across it. Mm-hmm. That would have just seemed like a rational thing to me as a kid. Right. And you're like, oh, planes have that many buttons. Yeah, totally. Um, so there's definitely a lot, uh, a lot more jokes that um, are a little more adult friendly that can go over a kid's head, which I think is a good thing. I think that's that's there's an art to I that. I mean, is yeah. this a kid's movie? I wonder. I feel like I could probably. I don't. Here's the thing. It was it's, probably an A rating. Yeah, I I think it's like the stuff that is not for kids probably goes right over their heads. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if like modern kids would appreciate the level the jokes. Oh, see, for for me, the fear is that because the jokes take aim at all kinds of people, that they would think that then that is permissible in terms of comedy. But would they get some of the some of the stuff that is not okay because it's now a little bit antiquated? But isn't that the fear that they don't get it, and so that they think it is okay? But, but then you have a conversation with them. But I don't know if they would even get the joke. Exactly. Right? Which is the problem. Like the Japanese guy who commits suicide. That's arguably racist. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You know, absolutely. But does it even make sense to somebody who, you know, like that's, you kind of have to, you know, know about the kamikaze guys. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Certainly there is stuff that, you know, when, when they talk about the uh, Israeli airline and it's, you know, the airplane has a it's beard. Dressed as a Hasidic Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like the jive talk. Like, or like I, I wouldn't. Have, that would have gone way over my head. I'd be like, haha, There's an airplane with a beard, but wouldn't even be connecting it right. to anything other than an airplane. That's or, just dressed up funny. Yeah. 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 So, so I couldn't make the translation of the jive talking is a good example. Yeah. You know, because as a kid, if you've never heard jive, like they just sound like they're they're speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> Like an entirely different language, but it's interesting, especially those two actors. But yeah. I think, but it is something that because I I do watch a lot of older films with with um, my son in particular. My daughter's not quite into it just yet, yeah. but they do spawn a lot of conversations. I'm sure, you know, and I think it's good. I think I think that's kind of what's great about it is you yeah. can talk about what they saw. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think about that? Do you think that was okay? And just see how, and just see what they instantly take away from it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But I think that's kind of the great thing about watching this older stuff that's mildly inappropriate or very inappropriate, depending on what it is, 
is that it lets you open a door for those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't watch something with my son that I know is just blatantly all these terrible things and doesn't have any other kind of value. Yeah. But if I wanted him to watch Airplane because it has an amazing level of just like wordplay jokes and visual gags, Mm -hmm. I definitely want to make sure we had a follow-up conversation after to talk about some of the stuff that's maybe not as okay. Yeah. And she'd be like, what did you think about that? Was that even funny to you? You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, and how do you think that makes people feel? Yeah. So I think that's the real answer is that, I don't know, but I also am one of those people that I I show my kids pretty much whatever they want to watch that my wife will allow us. (laughs) But also, your wife will let you watch. You also let kids watch. Yeah, but it's like, but I've had this 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 argument with other parents, um, just about this idea that it's like they don't want their kid to watch something because they might have to have an awkward conversation about it, and it's just like, and I think that's such a missed opportunity as a parent. You know, I I think is it because they don't want to have an awkward conversation or because they don't think it's appropriate. But then why is it, what's not, so, are the two separate things? Like what's, I think so. I yeah. think, I think some well, it depends on what age appropriate. Yeah. I think it's not necessarily that, but it's more, yes, I, I think that's a different thing. Yeah. You're right. It's more about just like, I had a conversation, I can't even remember what the movie was, but they just, there was something where, I think it was My Girl, the original My Girl. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't want my kid to watch that movie. Spoiler alert on My Girl. Uh, First of all, yeah. you said the original My Girl, like there's a, like a, like a re- Well, there's a sequel. But, oh, is there? There's My Girl 2. But there's not a reboot. No. Okay, that was my fear. Keep going. I don't think so. Don't. No, no one make a My Girl. I would hella watch a remake of My Girl. No one make a My Girl reboot. You can gender swap and call it My Boy. You know what? There's EpiPens now. It's not pertinent. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, So anyway, something very sad happens to a very lovable character in that movie. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I don't want to make my child sad. I was like, well, God forbid your child feels something other than happy. And that's what I said to another oh, parent. They, I'm sure they took that really well. No, they did not. But it's no. just like, but that's just it's like, so what? It's like your kid. What's wrong with them watching a movie that makes them feel something other than just happy? Every single Pixar movie starts by them killing someone. Mm-hmm. Every single Pixar movie, somebody really that you for the first five minutes start to love, and then they die. That's not true. Name a Pixar movie someone doesn't die off the top. The Incredibles. I haven't he seen it. He saves them from dying. Oh, what? He uh, saves him from dying, and that's why the, the superheroes get shut down. Because well, the guy's trying to kill himself, and they stop him. I, I haven't seen There it, are a know. lot of feels, though, in the Pixar that are beyond just how Well, I'm thinking of, like, Up, the the guy's wife yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm not disagreeing there's a lot, I, but okay. I wouldn't say they're all. The Toy Story movies, nobody dies. Mm, does something terrible happen off the top? That dinosaur well, movie, the mother guys. Well, storytelling. Like, but yeah. <laughs> It's just... My point is to help you that sad shit happens yes, in all of I these agree. kids' movies. I agree. Anyway, don't... I'm just saying don't shelter your children from emotions other than happy. Yeah. I think it's... If you're going to show your kids these movies, then you should watch them with your kids. My beef is yes. when people are just like, I want you to see this. They put it on and then they walk away and let the movie babysit them and then they leave the kids to sort of... Figure it out. Yeah. Not only do I watch it with them, I make them do podcasts about oh, it. Jesus. <laughs> I went to see The uh, Last Emperor in theaters with my mom when I was a really little kid. And the opening scene, is this a spoiler if I give like an, an opening in the first 10 minutes? I mean, no. I haven't uh, seen it, so it's... Um, somebody cuts their wrists and puts them under hot water. Okay. And just the idea of suicide was not something that was ever in my brain. And I had no idea what he was doing or why right. he was doing it. So that provoked a whole 
conversation about in the movie theater, of course, because oh, you're, you're nine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I why, just... why, 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 why are they doing that? You know? Yeah. Well, I'm He's just... committing suicide. Well, what suicide? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm just watching uh, the original It miniseries mm. with uh, with my son Ephraim, and that'll be an upcoming episode at some point, because we haven't watched part two yet. But wait, isn't there, like, a whole orgy that takes place? No, that's in the book. I don't know. No. That's the whole... They, that's not in the movies. Okay. They've never done that. That's why the original director of the new version of the movie quit, because they, they wouldn't do that scene. Right. Anyway, that's not in the miniseries. The miniseries is very tame mm. by... But even standards then, it was, it was basically a made-for-TV movie. Mm. Uh, but, spoiler, it ends with a character committing suicide in the bathtub. Um, and I remember, I probably watched that, I watched the It miniseries at a sleepover, at a birthday party sleepover. Uh, and I remembered, like, the things that really stuck with me. And it was the seeing the image of, like, suicide mm. really fucked me up as a yep. kid. Uh, and there's another scene in the movie as well. And it's interesting that um, Ephraim's reaction to it, and it wasn't even, I don't think we talked about it necessarily in the in the episode, it was more like it just lingered with him. Mm-hmm. But it was more that he's like, why would he write something down? Like he writes it after he, he slits his wrists. He's like, why would he write that name? It's almost like there's more important things to write down if you're gonna kill yourself than just this like monster. He's critiquing his suicide. Yeah, but funny. it was interesting. I was like, oh well, I don't know. Why do you think? You know, and so yeah. it just led to some really interesting conversations. But he wasn't necessarily disturbed by it. But we definitely had a conversation about about that. What was the first sort of movie that you weren't supposed to watch that you watched? Me? Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I don't remember being... Like a rated R movie you snuck into or like something that was not appropriate for you and you knew that but you watched it anyway. I want to say Gremlins. Mm. But that was just more weird. It it would scare you? Maybe. I was really young. Did your parents let you watch pretty much anything you wanted? Kind of. Well, what happened was we watched it at at our family Christmas party because (laughs) the parents were like off doing the adult stuff and my uncle came and was like, oh, I'm going to put a Christmas movie in for them. Putting Gremlins, which is technically a Christmas movie, scared the fuck out of most of them. My sister didn't sleep very well for (laughs) For a a week, (laughs) for a long time, Uh, and uh, Uncle Doug was not allowed to choose the movies from then on. Cool Uncle Doug. Cool Uncle Doug was pretty great. Is pretty great. He's still alive. Shout out out to Uncle Doug. Um, I talked about my my Uncle Doug's movie collection in the past. Uh, The pirate of of the eighties who would (laughs) he would make just mix. He would you know. Tape tapes that he rented, right? And so he'd have these mixtapes of three different kinds of movies. Oh, cool! But it was always just whatever he rented that weekend. So there was no. It wasn't like he collected all of this, you know, Aliens one and two and this and that was on one yeah. tape. It was like no, it was like one. It would have a horror movie, a western, and a comedy. Right. And so I just borrow random tapes and watch the whole thing straight through. Cool. And just have a weird mishmash blend of. That's cool. And that explains me, I think, <laughs> a, a little bit. Um, what was the first inappropriate movie that you watched? Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills yeah. Cop. Uh, we were at my grandmother's place. Everybody else went into town, which I knew was a 45-minute drive. Oh, you had time. Yeah, I had time. to, But I got nervous, so I had to fast-forward through some of it until I got to that scene that I mentioned earlier where I... <laughs> Wait, totally spoiler. messed you up. Spoiler. Yeah, no, no, that's the spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I don't have a memory of my parents saying I couldn't watch anything. Like, I think it's just like they... Like, I don't remember, like, I... Constantly, Ephraim's just constantly looking at my shelves going, oh, I want to watch that. And it's like, not quite yet. It's not ready for you yet. But 
we would rent stuff mostly. And so maybe my parents just steered me away from things and I didn't realize it. Mm. But we watched, I don't know, like, when I was young, I watched The Hand That Rocked the Cradle. Remember that movie? Yeah. 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 Rebecca DeMornay. Rebecca DeMornay. Yeah. So I watched like some intense stuff as a kid and never really thought about it. So, I don't know, helicopter, I mean, not helicopter parents, last key kids, right? We yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Our parents. Yeah, I know how that goes. Yeah, it's just let us kind of do our thing. I had um, a cousin who was a couple years older, and I, I wish I knew what the uh, horror film was, but it's like the first time I ever watched a horror, and I'm not a horror fan in general. Uh, and someone was under the bed in the, in, the, in the film, shaking the bed violently, you know, and they could never figure out who it was, and that lodged in my brain for oh. the longest time. And then the remake, not the remake, but the re-release of The Exorcist, uh, I went and watched in theaters. I was living in South Africa at the time. I was an adult, and it fucked me up. Oh, same. I, that scene when she's going down the stairs? Yeah, the whole thing. Like, we, we, were, we lived in Joburg. You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I, ha- we, I was our, almost named after her. We walked home. My buddy and I walked home from the theater in the middle of the street because that's where the most light was. It fucked us up that bad. We were in our 20s. Yeah. Were you high? No. Oh, okay. No, no I, was like, saying, I, was saying, I saw the re-release in theaters. Oh my god! I, and it was definitely. I've heard this from a bunch of people. Yeah, it's we, a freaking movie. We lived in this uh, this giant house, and my room was up in the top, and I was a top floor, and I was convinced that there was something else in the house. Like mm-hmm. I was just so unsettled by that movie. Yeah, do you still get messed up by horror movies at all? I just don't do it. You just don't watch them. Yeah, I, I like I like thrillers. Um, there was definitely a period where I didn't enjoy watching horror movies at all because yeah. I just couldn't handle the tension of yeah. it. But there's something at one point there was just a switch went off and I'm like, this is all fake. I can see the artifice of it. Yeah. I know what they're they're setting me up for a scare. I'm not gonna let them. And, and so, so you protest through them. No, I just sit back tr- and just try to like watch and try to deconstruct it as I'm watching it. But literally just as a way to not be scared. Right. Um, and although that's, have you guys seen A Quiet Place? Yes. No. Oh, uh, it just came, I think it's out now. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't out. want to see it. Oh, no? It's really great. Yeah. It's really solid. That, I think, I want to show is it, my son. It, is it more thriller, or is it... It's more thriller. Okay, then I, then I could get into it. Yeah, it's... Because horror, and especially gore, I just, I can't... I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it a horror. It's not really a horror. It's definitely more thriller. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It's a family drama. What about you? What was the, what was the first movie that you remember seeing that you probably shouldn't have seen showgirls showgirls interesting. showgirls it was at a friend's house who's like super roman catholic italian um and her dad was like the like scared me he, he just was like a, such a firm like like italian strict dad that he he freaked me out a bit uh and her parents were out and they had like pay-per-view mm-hmm. and we put it on and like someone watched from the window we were probably like grade six or something. We watched Showgirls. Nice. Yeah, grade six or seven, something like that. And again, it was stuff that I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand this pool scene. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening here. It doesn't look like fun. It's just weird. It was all very strange. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we're of the Saved by the Bell generation, so yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley was familiar to us. Yeah, that must have been a head trip. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't see Showgirls until after. Uh, during its like cult stage, Renaissance, mm-hmm. cult Renaissance. They shot um, that in Toronto, didn't they? Did they? I think so. What? Maybe. Yeah. I'm sure, we could look that up. Ugh. Yeah, because I feel like I had friends that were extras in that. In, in that Showgirls. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but. Bless them. 
Yeah. Class them all. No, I, lo- I love scary movies. I don't like torture porn. Mm-hmm. Similar to the gore factor. Or just yeah. the thing of, like, literally how can we rip people apart? Yeah. I, I don't find that interesting. But I do. Like, there's this new Tony Collette horror movie coming out, Hereditary, that looks amazing. It's out, yeah. Is it out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got exceptions. Like, uh, it was Carrie Elway's film. It was Locked Saw. 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 I, I totally enjoyed enjoyed that movie. I'll see that I don't enjoy. Um, but I think I just wanted to see Carrie Elway's in something. Right. Yeah. Because Princess Bride is my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's a delight. Yeah. He's a delight. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which, which brings us back to the airplane. Yes! <laughs> it did, no, it, does. it felt like, like Mel Brooks. So much Mel Brooks. Well, it's inter- I mean, Zucker Brothers and Mel Brooks were doing these types of movies around the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. it was like, they were, they were not, I, I wouldn't say they were in competition with each other, but they were... Contemporary. 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 Yeah, I'm sure they, they knew each other and they hung out and yeah. they shared some actors Lloyd Br- uh, not Lloyd Bridges, but um, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen was in a was the Dracula Dead and Loving It. Was that the Mel Brooks movie he did? I don't know. Oh yeah, that was Mel Brooks, wasn't it? Yeah. One of the yeah, lesser, sorry. I think it was one of the lesser. Later in life. Yeah, later lesser Mel Brooks, but yeah, uh, yeah he crossed over into that. Any any final thoughts on Airplane? Um. The overhead compartments, I'm glad that they have now, like, something... <laughs> yeah, they just had shelves. Down. Yeah, they were just shelves. Yeah, like a train, like on a train. Yeah. Even, and, and was it no, that way? No, even now the- on a train, you have, like, the overhead compartments oh, really? that close. Yeah. So was it, was it that way in the 70s? I don't know. I, I was, assume this so. This before I was born. Yeah. It's, like, before my time, but... But even, like, the, the whole smoking, non-smoking yeah. bit that doesn't exist anymore... And that great joke about just the smoking pamphlet or that the ticket. That's the ticket, yeah. And because I'm smoking. I would have loved one more callback of that later on in the movie. To totally. see that it was still smoking hours later. <laughs> uh, but just the, even that, like I watched Mrs. Doubtfire with my kids not too long ago, and they go to, there's a big restaurant scene near the yeah. end. And when they go in, it's like, oh, do you want smoking or non? Yeah. And my kids are like, why would you ever smoke in a restaurant? <laughs> They're horrified by the concept oh, of someone being able to so smoke. Great. It was They're so like, great. Wouldn't the smoke just float from one area to the other anyway I'm like exactly exactly <laughs> it's really not eat. that long ago <laughs> yeah no it was like that when I was a kid buddy and yeah. my aunts and uncles smoked sometimes so sometimes we had to sit in the smoking section yeah he was horrified rightly so you can still see in some old planes like how they sealed up the little ashtrays yeah. and stuff like that yeah <laughs> yeah amazing <laughs> amazing yeah. Great. Well, thanks for coming over. I really enjoy. I'm so glad I finally got around to seeing this. <laughs> that was very fun. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Thanks for joining us for Airplane. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter at Lon Jeremy and go to Facebook for Black Hole Films. Leave a review there or an Apple podcast or wherever it is you listen to this thing. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.